Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could never edit that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, I'm all this stuff. It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? listening to the words and nerds podcast on this podcast we chat about books the writing process and how literature has the power to change the world i'm your host danny v and i'm joined by shortlisted author for the younger readers category in the 2021 yabba awards mr adrian beck i feel mm -hmm. like i have to use a mr in front of your name now mm. thank you for saying that danny i did send her a, a little updated intro to make sure that she got that in because uh, <laughs> that's very important that everyone knows how wonderful i am no it's actually no. a lie i didn't send him that because <laughs> i knew he'd tell me not to put it in so now it's too late <laughs> yes thank you thank you very much but we have got much more important things to talk about on this episode because we've got one of my absolute favourites in the whole kid lit scene. I was going to say Australia, but I'm going to broaden it out to the world. Oh. And her name is none other than Remy Lai. Now, today we welcome Remy Lai. As I said, she's a talented writer and an illustrator. And I don't know if you know this, but she's also a dog groomer. So that's uh, that's pretty special. We're going to find out a little bit more about that. Um, Remy's the author of Pie in the Sky and Fly on the Wall and writes stories for kids with her two dogs by her side. Today we chat about her new, new book. It's called Poor Casso. Welcome to the podcast, the fabulous Remy Lai. Adrian, you said my name wrong. Oh, what? No, actually, you said it right. <laughs> oh, Remy, I oh, you. you freaked me out from the I word like go. This. I like yeah. this lady already. I feel like, Remy, that next half an hour, we might better gang up on Adrian, so. Yeah. yeah. I am. Like that would ever happen, Danny. <laughs> Remy, how are you going? How is it in sunny Brisbane? And um, is it true that you moved up there for the warmer weather and the much, much better people? Yes, I did. Come on, man. I'm in Sydney. What are you doing? Well, actually, it's pretty cool because we're covering, you know, the whole sort of side of the coast here. Yes. We've got Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane, so that's pretty cool. 
That is cool. It is. Let's start. Look, this is a glorious book, beautiful illustrations, gorgeous. Give us an elevator pitch as to what this book is about. Uh, it's about this dog who, <laughs> I feel like when, when I talk to kids, I just want to say it's a dog who rolls in poop and that gets them. <laughs> but... <laughs> Good enough for us. Yep, but, I mean... uh, for, for adults, I have to go, I have to go <laughs> into more in depth. Um... Not with us, you don't. That's... <laughs> We're fine with that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about this, um, this, uh, the main character, well, the star is actually the dog who who carries a, a basket and goes uh, shopping in, in his town on his own without his owner. And when this girl, she's 11, her name is Jo, and she is, uh, uh, she's feeling pretty bored um, during summer vacation because she doesn't have anyone to play with. Um, and so when she, when she sees this dog um, shopping on his, on his own, she follows it because like, you don't see that kind of thing every day, at least not, not in, not in, Brisbane. I don't know what about in Sydney and <laughs> Melbourne. Um, so she follows the dog, and um, and a bunch of kids mistake her for the owner of the dog, and um, because she wanted to make new friends, she went along with the lie. But then obviously she has to keep on um, telling more and more lies and bigger and bigger lies, mm-hmm. especially as the dog becomes more and more famous. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so then there's a book for the adults this book is about friendship and about um the importance of you know telling a truth or and also about acceptance and forgiveness uh for the kids it's about a poop rolling dog (laughs) (laughs) great well what i heard then was it's about a poop rolling dog so um (laughs) i'm uh, i'm thrilled to get involved in this hey um remy is this correct me if i'm wrong but your past uh work was a little bit more like prose meets uh illustrations but this one looks looks like you've you've moved straight into graphic novel territory was that um was that something you've always wanted to do or was that something you uh you were you felt like was a bit of a challenge or why did you make that plunge uh i think i i so my first book i actually originally planned to do it as a as a full comic book yep um but then when i was drawing the samples i realized that it didn't really work as a comic book um because the main character doesn't speak English. <laughs> so <laughs> so we all, a lot of what we know about him comes from his thoughts. And so if it were in a comic book format, then the comic book would be filled with um, thought balloons. Mm. And I didn't want a comic book with that many thought balloons. So which do is we switched um, into a different format. Um, yeah, so mm. now, but I think I started out wanting to do a comic book. So mm. now I finally get to do it. That's beautiful, honestly. It's awesome. It's yeah, awesome. Every page is beautiful. And the words, um, you know, obviously they tell the story, but the, the pictures just add so much to the story as well. And I love that when it fills in bits or tells a bit of a different story. So I really like that. Yeah. And it's got, tell you what, Remy, um, I've got a question about the writing and the drawing because um, I I don't know if you remember this, but we were at Somerset together and we were both presenting and um uh, I was I, I snuck into one of your sessions. I went into the into the back row, and all the chairs were sort of like kid sized, and so I kind <laughs> of looked like the big friendly giant, sort of just sort of lumbering in and then trying to put one butt cheek onto the seat. And I was sort of on the back row, and I noticed that it was filling Lovely. up, and I, I actually had to move because <laughs> it was filling up. So many kids wanted to see you, and then so I had to move, and then I thought, okay, before it gets too busy, I'm going to go and get a selfie with Remy, right? But 
I went up to you and I'm not sure you knew who I was. Like, I, I need to clear this up. When I got that selfie with you in front of all the kids at Somerset, did you actually know who I was or did you just think I was just some random that had wandered into the school? B. Uh, yeah, it was B. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew, I knew it was you. And I think, I think then you also asked me how to pronounce my name. <laughs> Every time. Every time oh. you meet. Oh, I'm so I'm very was. sorry about that. Oh, I'm glad, but I'm glad you knew it was. I'm glad you knew it was yeah, me. Because I walked away from that <laughs> thinking, thinking I should have probably introduced myself a little bit more than I did. Yeah, um, that's but, awkward, but anyway, not awkward what I at all. no, not awkward at all. Hey, what I wanted to talk to you about though is something that you touched on in that fabulous, uh, fabulous school talk that you did, and you, I know because I've talked to a lot of teacher librarians. You've been to Victoria, and they always rave about your school talks, and I can see why because you, you're so at the, you get down at the kids level so quickly and so fast and they're really thrilled to see what you're going to create with the whiteboard behind beside you and all that sort of stuff it's a really engaging talk but what i want to find out is does the writing come first or does the drawing come first does do you come up with the visual ideas first this is sort of the stuff that i found really interesting from your talk uh i think for me um it's different for every book um, so for my first book, um, the, the, the initial idea came when I had an image of these two boys secretly baking. So yeah. I had this picture in my head, but I didn't know anything else other than that. So that was the initial idea. And then my second book, the inspiration was from a newspaper article that I read. Um, and then um, for Picasso, uh, it was just because my editor asked me to write a dog book. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Where'd your inspiration come from, Remy? Oh, my editor wanted me to write a dog book. <laughs> well, that was right. He's just the one with the power. He, he, has, he holds all the money, so I need to go where it is. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But you love the dogs, though. I mean, you've got, how many dogs have you got? I only have two. Yeah, and, and you used to work with dogs, uh, dog grooming, and and um, and I mean you're an out and out dog lover. That's fair to say, isn't it? I I, I love dogs, um, but I got into dog grooming because <laughs> uh, after I came out, so I I did fine arts um, in in Sydney, um, but when I came out, when I graduated, <clears throat> I couldn't get a job like not even in Woolies, <laughs> um, <laughs> like they didn't even want me. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I had to do something. So I figured that I like dogs so I could learn to be a dog groomer and maybe do something that, that I don't mind doing <laughs> while trying to pursue um, writing as a career. Mm. And that must have given you some experience about dogs rolling in poop. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> so there are scenes in there where uh, where the groomer is the dad, the friend's dad is a groomer who cuts, who grooms the Picasso. Um, so those, so if you look at the little details like the scissors that he's holding, those are really accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And so it was inspired, obviously, you know, by your editor telling you very smartly <laughs> to write this book, but obviously by your dogs as well. Isn't your dog's name Poop Roller? <laughs> yes, his name is Poop Roller. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't write a whole book about a dog rolling in poop because my editor would say no to that. <laughs> Maybe a <picture> book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I had to add another idea into it. Um, and there's actually a statue um, of a dog carrying a basket 
um, here in Brisbane um, and that dog used to live in that area and go shopping on its own like oh, a really long time ago. Um, so then I remember that I saw that statue and I thought that was super cool. And so mm. I just combined the idea. And then I, I knew that I didn't want the dog character to have a character arc. Like mm. I didn't want him to learn anything because I think like the, the dog is perfect at <laughs> I think this. the dog knows enough. It can go yeah. shopping yeah. on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So then I I knew that I had the character arc has to come from someone else. And so that then I created that uh, Joe, the human character. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think a dog would buy when it went to the supermarket? I mean, <laughs> it would just be like Steak. <laughs> steak. <laughs> steak for days. Yeah. <laughs> steak and sausages. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. No chocolate. So take me through this, Remy. When you take your dog to the park and it runs away from you, what do you call out? (laughs) (laughs) Poop. (laughs) So you literally call out poop. No, no. I usually, I call him, I call him baby. Um, But he doesn't really, so he can go off leash and he can actually, I I trained him to walk off, off leash, um, like on the streets. And mm. stop at every interse- intersection. Mm. Um, I don't do that because they're like here because the roads are too busy. But he can actually do that. Um, so when we go walking uh, in like an off-leash area, he doesn't go too far from me. He mm. he always makes sure that he can see me. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, that's good. Are so you planning on training him to go <laughs> shopping for you? Because <laughs> I tried. My choice for me. I'm really I'm really keen. I tried. I tried, so I, I trained him to hold a basket, <laughs> but he refused to walk with it. So <laughs> I like yeah. the way that you're training him to hold baskets and to walk by himself through traffic, yet he still rolls in poop. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I, I cannot break that habit. <laughs> can't be perfect. <laughs> hey, the colours, the colours in this book. I love the colours in this book. Now, um, I believe that there's so much work in all the illustrations that you don't have to do the colors as well fortunately but do you have a bit of say in what the colors look like or when it came back did you say wow i love i love what's what's been created here yeah so my colorist is super fantastic so um we decided on the colorist uh before i actually drew the line art well (laughs) because we had to know uh because the kind of line art that i do would affect the kind of coloring that would Mm -hmm. suit that and then we had to know the tone of the of the story also mm-hmm. uh, so we did audition a couple of colorists and oh, then yeah. um, we went with Sam because she was perfect um, and uh, yeah so it was during the coloring process then we would go back and forth she would send us the colored pages and then we would give her um, our feedback like if uh, and I talk about this in my school visit and I, and I showed them like before and after pictures. So like mm-hmm. if I, there's this scene where Picasso is walking through a forest, um, this is double page spread. And when I showed the kids this picture uh, where everything was green and um, it looked too green. So I told my colorist that. And so she revised it and she came back with what you now see on the, on the, in the final book. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you found yeah. it. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. It. It's like it's it, would you call it like a pastel sort of palette? Is that what you yeah, call it? Yeah, I think it? so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, um, uh, f- she actually um um uh, uh assisted in coloring um 
Reina Tegomer's book. Ah, yeah, so you right. can see, I, I think you can see that it's kind of a similar kind mm-hmm. of coloring. Yeah. So there was no surprises when it came back. Uh, you you know you didn't expect one um, one dog to be a certain color and it came out a, it came out another color or anything like that. Uh, no. So I only I only specified what color my dog is, and then all the other dogs I let her do whatever she wants because otherwise it might get too tedious for her to just yeah. you know yeah yeah. But it yeah. looks like your dog. I've seen your Insta feed with your dog wearing clothes. It's so cute. <laughs> little scarf, little hat, little shirt. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of where I got the idea for him being a super a super model mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for the store. Because wow. I used to take these photos of him. And he's a really good model. He just stays still so for, for photos. So Sounds yeah. like a perfect dog. If you could just get it to do your shopping, I reckon. Mm. You know. I mean, if you don't mind um, washing poop, then yeah, that's the only downside, yeah. and it's a for me, it's a fairly large one. <laughs> but, I mean, but it got me, it got me to write this book, and true. so it earned me money. So <laughs> totally worth it. So you keep rolling, buddy. Spend all that money on dog grooming, <laughs> shampoo, dog shampoo. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, as an artist and an illustrator, are you inspired by a specific artist or a specific? picture book illustrator etc who has been your inspiration as you've been studying um i don't know if you've heard of uh, sydney smith he's a canadian um illustrator he also wrote his own picture books um it's called small in the city mm-hmm. oh. um i don't know i i really like his work um and i also like sean tan of course of course <laughs> yeah um yeah, and for graphic novels, uh, I like Amulet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I also like other artists, like, because my, if you look at my uh, art, the lines are very neat and very solid, and that's because I'm a tight arse. <laughs> <laughs> I try to Please loosen explain. up. <laughs> Explain I try to loosen up and 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 draw with really squiggly lines, like really right. sketchy. Look, but I can't. I look at it and I say that no, <laughs> I can't do it. But I want to. That's so so those those artists who can do that and mm. make make it look good, I really admire them. But I just I can't. But I'll be really <laughs> interested to see if you end up doing that eventually. You know, like if that's something that will will come about in your work. Um, I think if for the right story, I would do it. So far, my story, um, they kind of require this kind of clean line arts. Um, But um, I have a series of comic books coming out next year, and um, that has a a kind of a different look from this. Ah, So a bit more loose, would you say? Would you say like Charlie (laughs) Charlie Mackesy's work? Um, He calls himself a grubby artist, actually. Uh, yeah, and also Matthew Matthew Cordell, who wrote A Wolf in the Snow. Do you know Okay, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Matthew mm. Cordell. Um, yeah. So, Remy, are you, um, are you drawing on paper or are you one of these new fandangle youths that like to use the iPad? <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said iPad like it's the first time you've ever said that word. <laughs> Showing your age, Gen X yeah. man. <laughs> I'm young. I use the iPad. Oh, <laughs> no, nice. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I, I love drawing on paper and pen. Um, but uh, for me, um, it's more, it's faster for me with the iPad. Yeah. Um, if I make a mistake, it's so much easier. And then also I don't have a scanner. So if I, <laughs> I need to buy a scanner. Yeah. Um, 
And scanning pictures take a really long time. Yeah, it's boring, uh, man. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and and paper. I know this this thing. This one is something that a lot of people don't know about. But good quality paper for drawing is really expensive. Mm. So I think uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe if in the future, if I have the money, <laughs> maybe I would. <laughs> and I imagine the pencils too. All that you know, all the art that must be really sort of pricey. Yeah. As well. So the the ink, uh, ink is okay, but brushes, they are really expensive too. So, yeah. Mm. Plus you're being environmentally friendly because you're not using all that stuff, you know? Yeah, that's right. You're just not... using a whole lot of energy. Yeah, so, so let's not talk about how iPads are made. That's a, I, I, have, a story. I have solar panels, so it's not that bad. Oh, there you go. You're offsetting. Yeah, absolutely. You're probably, <laughs> yeah, you're probably coming off in credit. <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> She's she's of the youth, not like you know Gen yeah. Xs like us. Yeah, thank you, Danny. <laughs> now, Remy, you were born in Indonesia. Uh, you yeah. grew up in Singapore. This is not news to you. You moved to Sydney uh, and you live in Brisbane. <laughs> You've been all over the place. Um, do you do you reckon that comes in through your work, or you know, is that does that just seem like any other normal sort of upbringing for you? I mean, to me, it's normal because that's the only way I know. That's what you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I, I kind of like, I, I also know it's not normal. <laughs> it's <laughs> like normal when I for talk you. to my friends, yeah, it's, when I talk to my friends, and I, I know that my upbringing is not that normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's the question again? <laughs> I just wondered whether you being uh, moving around so much as a youngster, whether it has any effect on your work. Um, yeah, so I so this one, so uh, like people try to psychoanalyze me but through my work saying, oh, you always write about loneliness. Is that, is that because you're lonely? Mm. Um, this is where the and, podcast is going now about this time. We start to psychoanalyze <laughs> people. So. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, a big part of my childhood was kind of lonely uh, because so I, when I first moved to Singapore, I was only with my older sisters. Um, mm. And they were, at that time, they weren't really that interested in hanging out with me because I was like younger and quite a <laughs> bit younger than them. Um, so I was pretty uh, kind of lonely, I guess. And then at first, because I didn't couldn't speak English, so then I didn't really have any friends at first. So yeah, so that traumatized me forever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm okay. I'm so sorry, Remy. I'm so I sorry. didn't mean to bring it up. I asked you that question. I'm just kidding. Oh, she's really teasing you tonight. Yeah, she always does this. Hey, Remy. Um, so do do you sometimes uh, do you know what your books, the themes of your books are about uh, while you're writing them, or do you do this sort of armchair psychoanalyzing thing, and then once you've written them, you think, hang on, that might have been about how I felt when I was eight and three quarters or, or like, do you, do you know when you're writing them, what the sort of the themes are? Uh, no. And so when I'm writing my first draft, I usually don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Because I, I tend to find that when I, when I start with a message to tell the readers, then my book becomes really preachy. Yeah. And for me, when I pick up a book and I, if I read the blurb and I think that it's going to teach me something, then I don't want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> so, for a rebel, so, Remy. I love it. So I think a lot of kids are that way too. So then I try to write books that I would pick up also, um, like as an adult, also as a kid. Um, so it's only during my revision process that um, I try to psychoanalyze it <laughs> and and maybe think back on my traumatizing past or what Adrian oh. said. Or <laughs> Adrian just pulled up 30 yeah. minutes in. Good work. Um, oh. Yeah, and 
Um, and also because I, I, I work with uh, my editor also, and he's really good at psychoanalyzing. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Um, and he tends to be a little bit preachy. <laughs> right. And I tend to be a little bit too subtle. So yeah. then when we discuss things and revise, then we, we come to a really nice, like, mid, mid, midline. <laughs> yeah. 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 Middle ground. Yeah. yeah, middle ground. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Now, is that is that editor of yours uh, American based? Yeah, he's um he's the he's in Macmillan, so in New York. So all your work sort of gets funneled out to America and then uh, comes back here to Australia and all around the world. Yeah. Um. So my lead publisher is the American one, uh, and then they hold the world rights to all my books. Mm. So they are the ones who sells. Uh, my books to the Australian publishers. And was that your plan from the word go when you were working in Woolies and then you moved on to the dog <laughs> grooming store and you thought to yourself, I'm going to use all my traumatising past and Woolies I'm going to... Woolies didn't want me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woolies didn't want you. That's right. I'm sorry. I brought that up again. Gosh, you're gonna, we're gonna, the next yeah. book's going to be really traumatising. It's going to be about you. Yeah. Um, but were you, were, you thinking, were you thinking, I need to go via America? Like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I had all oh, these big plans. Um, actually, no, I didn't have a plan. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to be published. Like, I just wanted to be published. I didn't really care where. Yeah. Um, and I tried Australian publishing, but at that time, I don't know what it is like now. But at that time, uh, when I submitted to, you know, you know how like some publishers have like open submissions during certain times. Yep. Um, I never got any response back, so mm. I didn't know whether they read it. Um, and didn't like it or they just didn't, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I wanted mm. a response, even if it was a rejection so yeah. that I knew that someone was reading it. Um, and then I tried agents too. Um, but at that time, all the agents um, in Australia were close to submissions also. Like you had to know someone to get in and I didn't mm. know anyone. Um, I really have no connections whatsoever. Um, so, and then I tried the American way <laughs> and yeah. it worked out. It worked. So I, I tried querying American agents. So, and it worked out. Yeah. It worked so, out. All right. It worked right. out yeah. beautifully. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's not, that's not really a good lesson for kids though. Like having no plans in. <laughs> no, but I think you did have a plan. You may not have thought you did, but you, you did. You went querying and you went to publishers and you went to agents and you went, okay, it's not working here. I'm going yeah. elsewhere. That's a pretty big plan. And it yeah. worked out. This, this last question is, is a difficult question, but before we get to that question, I just want to ask really quickly, Remy, you've got those new, you, you've got Paul Caso, which is amazing, and we urge everyone to get out there and check it out, especially if you love dogs, but especially if you love cheeky dogs. Uh, it's, it's just such a pleasure to read, and it flows so beautifully. And also for those kids that love the visual literacy side of things, they need a few extra cues to pull them into the story and that sort of stuff. Um, it's perfect for that. So we love Paul Caso. We can't wait to see what's coming next via America. Uh, and it's, and did you say, you gave us a hint earlier, it's like, is, did you say it was three junior sort of loosey goosey sort of uh, comic <laughs> strips? What, what is it, Remy? Can you tell us? It's, it's a series of uh, young reader graphic novels. Um, nice. And but the series are standalone. So they're set kind of in the same world, but they're not, they're not related really. Right. Um, so, and yeah, they're about um, animals who try to survive in the wild when their environments have been changed by humans. Oh. And so the first one is about this family of elephants who, who lost their homes uh, due to deforestation. And then um, 
they then swam across the ocean to another island. And that's actually based on a true story um, that happened in Singapore. Oh. And so, and also all the books in the series have a nonfiction back matter oh. um, that uh, tells them the real stories that inspired the story. And then also like tips on how to help the environment and things like that. Oh, sounds awesome. So when can we yeah, look forward to seeing that? Uh, I think the first, the first two come, come out simultaneously. Um, the second one is actually about a, a koala and the bushfires. Um, oh. And so that should be in April, I think. And then the third one would be in September, but we haven't really set the dates yet. Yeah, okay. Very exciting. Great. Something to look forward to. I Absolutely. like it. Absolutely. Now, Remy, easy question for you. Why do you write slash illustrate? Why? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, so you say uh, what? No. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why? Um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good no, reason. I, I yeah. know. I know that. Like, I. I know that a good answer is to say that I want to do it for the kids. <laughs> this yes. is your episode, Remy. You answer that question however you like. But I, I really enjoy writing and drawing. It's kind of the one place where I really feel like I belong. Yeah. Um, I guess I feel kind of out of place a lot of times and writing and drawing is where I feel like I'm home mm. in a way. Um, and it's also a way for me to explore, um, my traumatizing past, <laughs> um, just to explore what I think, Adrian. yeah, what I think about, about the world. Um, yeah, I guess, because I don't know, I guess my thoughts, I, I can't really make sense of them until I get them down into a story on paper, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, I love that and, answer. Yeah. Um, so that helps me. So if you're talking to me, um, you'll, you'll notice that I, sometimes I, I stutter and I repeat my, what I'm saying or sometimes I lost, lose track of what I'm saying. Um, so for me, writing, I don't know why, but when I'm writing and drawing, I get really focused mm. um, and I can do it for hours. I can forget to eat my, my meals or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm doing something others or talking to people I can lose track of things but not when I'm writing or drawing um, so I really enjoy the process um, and also getting to meet um, when I do school visits getting to meet kids um, is super fun um, I I don't know because uh, so I hang out with my nephew and niece but I haven't seen them because of COVID now I haven't seen them for two years um, but I always really enjoy hanging out with them just like how they enjoy life, like mm. how they're so happy um, and how they're so in the moment. And as a, as a jaded adult, <laughs> I, I really forget that quite a, quite a lot of times. And so when I'm writing for kids, then it, you have to put yourself in their mindset a little bit. And so that makes my life a whole lot happier. Yeah, mm. no, it's so true. They do make you be less boring adult. 
kids. Yeah. They help you go, yeah, life is actually fun. Yeah. And look, if you're ever that. feeling awkward, just hang out with us and I don't know that you'll feel awkward anymore because we'll take uh, all I, of that on. I just feel traumatised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we'll try and help you th- help you through that uh, <laughs> as best you'll we can, to, Remy. you have to do some writing and illustrating <laughs> after this episode, And, Remy, if you're ever doing another school visit and there's some sort of gangly bloke that comes up to you and asks for a selfie, it's probably me, okay? So just letting you know in, hey, ahead of time. I've got a selfie story for Remy too. I'm so sorry that we both did this too. Did you? What did you do? <laughs> well, I met her at the Sydney Writers Festival. And yes. I don't know if people know this about me, but sometimes I can be a little bit enthusiastic. I think you really? call it annoying, Adrian. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never call it that. Synonym. So I was on my way out. I was like, oh, there's Remy. And so she did not know who I was. And then I know uh, uh, it's okay. I like it. I feel famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna do a podcast soon. And she's like, Who is this person? <laughs> and we have a photo, and she kindly gave me a photo and even smiled. And then I walked away. I thought, I think maybe I was maybe yeah. not too much. So I'm yeah. sorry that we both did that to you. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're serial offenders. We're sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Remy. I really enjoyed this chat. I like how you ganged up on Adrian. That was my favourite part. Um, no, no. Your book, Picasso, is absolutely beautiful. So thank you for sharing your stories with us, your very personal traumatising stories. And uh, But we love this book and I read it to my um, my six-year-old and she couldn't get enough of it. So Mr. Bedtime. So that's on you, Remy. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been uh, super fun. So I always really worry about what I'm going to say something wrong when I'm doing <laughs> these interviews. So this this was great because Adrian said a lot of just idiotic things also. So. <laughs> That's why I have him on, Remy, because, you know, it takes the heat off. <laughs> Thank you, Remy. <laughs> I love this lady so oh, much. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>